What does a superhero put in his drink? Oh no! What? Just ice. Justice. Uh, <laughs> it's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week what we love more than just superheroes is when Infinity War is a week closer than it was last week, Mike. Oh my gosh, I can feel it. I can, by, feel, the, I can feel the heat. <laughs> and I think technically that's like two weeks closer because my math is horrible. Yeah, that's right. But anyway, uh, Silver Surfer is proving it's business as usual for Fox right now. Oh, Fox, what are you doing? Uh, but it's not so bad as DC because they're cheetahing. It's way to the big screen. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Chris. Okay, you, <laughs> you got the laugh off air, and then I can't get a real one here, so it's, it's okay. <laughs> we'll take it. So, Mike. We're here. We've got another week. I think this is like, what, your third week in a row we've had you back finally, so <laughs> might be back you know, in the swing of things. Yeah, I, I'm back in the swing of things. Uh, uh had a late night last night, so recovering might sound a little bit gravelly, but maybe by the end of the show I'll be all nice and warmed up. But uh, I, I wanted to give a shout-out to a uh, uh, YouTuber by the user, username of Roz, who, who gave us a nice shout-out and recommendation out there in the comments mm-hmm. and on his own uh, social media pages. Really appreciate that. So always love finding new listeners. And uh, Roz, by definition, is a super fan now because he shared the show with a friend and he shared the show with a buddy. That's so right. uh, welcome, new super fan, Roz. The the beauty of this is when, when Roz commented on it, and, and I... W- I usually reply back because I'm up a little earlier than Mike on, on my time zone. I think we went to reply to this at the same exact time, <laughs> the same exact comment for once. So yeah, that was, that was really funny. So yeah, it's cool. gotta be logging into the YouTube accounts at the same time. Google, I don't know. I don't think you should let that happen, but apparently, <laughs> apparently they let us uh, jump right in there. But uh, Chris, you had a, you had a bit busy nerdy weekend. I did. So I have a shout out for one of our uh, listeners, super fan, um, Alan, he, I, I ran into him at the Arcade Expo this weekend. The oh, nice. Expo. Um, and he was sharing the show with people at the table he was sitting at eating dinner. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. Heck um, yeah. So at the Louisville Arcade Expo is an arcade expo where they bring in a bunch of arcade games and pinball machines mm-hmm. and old video game consoles. Nothing made after 1999 is allowed in. Oh, so that's so cool. <laughs> it's very, very retro-based. All the games are set to free play, so you don't have to pay any money once you get once you pay to get in. And uh, you go and you kind of just kind of wait in line to play all these games because there's so many games and so many people there. It's a really good time if you're in arcade games. So does it feel kind of like a classic car show, but instead of people bringing in their beloved classic cars, they bring in their beloved, like, pinball machines and stuff? Yeah, yeah, pinball machines. Arcade games are usually the, the bigger ones. Um because those are a little more retro uh, dated, and like they have some really really classic ones in there, and people will bring them in there. Some people sell them there, like like at a car mm-hmm. show, so you can buy some stuff there, and then they they show off some new ones. Guardians of the Galaxy has a, a pinball machine that's kind of newer, or I think it's pinball, and they had like three of those there that everyone was lined up for across the whole floor. Uh, so. Okay, so do the pinball machines not uh, require the the date? <laughs> yeah, unless it's I, like a weird comic, an older comic book version. Yeah, because I think pinball machines, at, by nature, have not changed too much over the years. Ah, uh, they're they're just uh, automatically vintage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you you love the pinball, like the pinball mechanics can't really change too much. I think they add like a little screen that plays 
higher resolution videos whenever you, you hit something, but that's about yeah. it. Yeah, all right, gotcha. Um, but they also have a pinball tournament where they have cameras over the machines to watch people play so they can't cheat yeah. and get the scores. Um, the the destination, the, the comic book store I work with, they had a table and we sold some merch there. But also another uh, group I work with, Pixel Brain Productions, they hold the N64 Smash Brothers tournament every year there. So That's right. Uh, I think I think they said this is the fifth or sixth year they've done it. And this year we got moved up to the big stage, so we had three screens going at once. Ooh, dang. Uh, and they used the original 64s uh, with the original controllers, and it was just a blast. And we had, like, you know, two hours to get all these people in, and everybody... Uh, has a good time. It's so good to see that energy for sixty-four Smash <laughs> Brothers after all this time. Who know? who was the um who was the winning character? Who did the the winner fight with at the very end? Do you remember? I don't know because it came down to a three-way battle in the end, and oh, they man. all had one life. And the lava came up and blasted two of them off at the oh, same my time. Gosh, that's hilarious. Uh, uh, so it was like down to the wire. It was just fantastic energy. Like I was filming it, so I got to go back and look at that. So it was it was really good. Pikachu is a huge. Uh, player this year every like almost every other person had a pikachu they were playing with this year so people love that little yellow mouse man they do so they so, so that was going on and i had a really good time and um i actually had a lot of questions uh, involving our first topic here in a second uh about infinity war and um I'm, we're gonna talk about that but i i kind of wanted to share something i i kind of came up with this week mike and, and okay you seem to be behind this idea so so thank you um we're in march we have the March Madness for March, right? So everyone's in bracket season. Everything's making a bracket. Mm-hmm. So I decided to take the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the 18 movies we currently have right now, and make a bracket that I hope our fans and listeners will share with and vote on over this month to essentially pick their best Marvel movie up to Civil or not Civil War, Infinity War, because it's, it's not in there. So I am really excited to share this idea with people, Mike, and, and hopefully people can vote by going to superheroeslate.com slash vote uh, when we launch this. But we need help because I don't know if you know how brackets work. We can only have, <laughs> like, it works better in, like, divisions of four. Mm-hmm. And we have 18. So we have to um, work on divvying this, like, getting rid of two movies. So the first poll we're going to have this week, we're going to put it up on our social channels, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, is choosing between Thor the Dark World and um, I believe it was the Incredible Hulk. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and cast my vote on this, Mike. I'm going with the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> so uh, we're going to tally these votes on uh, Thursday. And then on Thursday, our second poll will start to choose between Iron Man 2 and Age of Ultron. Kind of a Sophie's choice here as well, Mike. Um, <laughs> it, it's the bottom, kind of the bottom of the barrels. These are all done kind of NCAA style. So um, I'm, I They're, would probably, I know Mike wouldn't, but I would lean toward <laughs> Age of Ultron more you're than that. You're saying those are lower seeds, I think is what you're going They're very lower seeds. These are called the play-in rounds. I have to give credit to our fan, uh, Brian, who works on Comic Yard for teaching me all these extra rules <laughs> on how to get these in there. So uh, we're going to get rid of two. Uh, so our lower play-in rounds are first, you know, again, Thor the Dark World versus Hulk. And Iron Man 2 versus Avengers 2. Age of I don't think so. Thor of the Dark World is going to make the cut, but we'll find out. We'll it, see. It, very much so. So uh, you'll see these on our social channels. I'll be sharing them. We'll share them to our main channel. Uh, and then next Sunday, you can go to SuperheroSlate.com slash vote right after you listen to the show or we record it and start voting on the first round, the first um, 16, I guess, eight battles between the 16 movies. I'm really excited for this playoff, Mike. So 
I don't know. I, I like this more than sports, and, and then that's, that's what I'm getting into here. So, so they gotta well, that, that. that's how you can get these nerds uh, into March. You just got to make the right brackets, man. That's right. We got to do it. So uh, any other news, Mike? I mean, other than that, we got to talk about probably the biggest drop on us this week that we <laughs> yeah, did not Yeah, let's expect. do it because there's, there's a lot to talk about in this one news item. That's right. So Avengers Infinity War, the worldwide release, has been moved up uh, to evenly match April 27th. So, in America, we can now go April 27th, or I guess 26th on Thursday, if you're really, really excited like us, mm-hmm. and watch Avengers Infinity War rather than wait till May 4th. Yeah, and this there's a whole lot to unpack out of this because the first thing you want to think is why is this happening? Uh, first of all, I think it's great that we're getting the movie a week early, and I think it's great that it's going to be a worldwide simultaneous release. Uh, that's great. How many times on this show have we been so worried about spoilers when we say, mm-hmm. oh, um, like uh, Civil War just came out in like, the UK, uh, be careful because they get a week before us, stay off the internet, and we have to go down in our little spoiler bunker and just like disconnect <laughs> the Wi-Fi and just rock in the corner for like seven days. Yep. So I'm glad we're getting a worldwide release. So then I start to think, well, why is this happening? Uh, I think the first thing I think of is, oh, maybe it's to do with the content of the movie. Like, to Mm -hmm. us, spoilers is a really big deal, and we know a lot is is supposed to be happening in this specific movie of Infinity War. It's supposed to fracture, change the MCU, and I know they they say the next Avengers movie isn't a part two, but I think it pretty much is going to be a part two in some aspects, and even more will happen there. So I think this is maybe to help stem some spoilers. And they must be pretty significant spoilers. You know, it could be as big as a character death, which it's kind of easy to snuff out. Maybe it's not going to be some of the bigger characters. If you've kind of seen some set photos of the next Avengers movie already, you're like, well, that person can't be dead, you know? (laughs) So, um... Mike's got a hit list with X's on who was seen in in the second movie so far. Yeah, so it could it could be it could be a pretty um, uh, hard death that they wanna they wanna hide. Uh, I like your idea though. It makes a little bit more sense that at the end of the movie we'll get the title reveal for the next Avengers movie, which could mean that the title itself holds a lot of um, direction of where the story is gonna go. Yeah, I mean, I think there it's a, there's a lot of secrecy to this movie, Mike. I mean, uh-huh. as much as we want to break down the trailers and look at set photos and think what we may know, nobody knows what's going on in this movie. And uh-huh. now that it's not, I can say this is this, this movie is now next month, Mike, instead of two months away. Um, uh-huh. I, I I think they've got to play a lot of stuff close to their chest and. Having that fracture release date, like okay, so the people in you know England and Ireland who always get it a week early, they're like okay, well, Avengers Four is going to be called I don't know an example, the Infinity Gauntlet, uh, uh-huh. and then we would have to avoid news articles that would definitely have that title all over the place, or you know maybe it's Avengers Four Secret Invasion. Yeah, it could be. We have no idea what's next, um, but I you know I think that by releasing that at the end of the movie, because I think, you know, I think guardians did that right at the end of the movies where they announced guardians will return in guardians of the galaxy too. Uh-huh. I, I just like the surprise. We don't get a lot of surprises anymore. So yeah, this is really cool that, you know, that could potentially be a big reason why they're, why they're moving it up and, and making again, the worldwide release rather than just America moved up or, or certain countries. Instead. Yeah. And if you and if you like to explore ideas outside of just you know protecting the fans from spoilers, there it's other business dealings that this could be delving into. So moving the movie a week back 
puts it a week further away from Deadpool 2, which is going to be the next biggest earning movie of the summer. So uh, I could see Marvel really wanting to make sure that they have as much time as possible to rake in the dough before Deadpool comes along. Uh, This also... um, puts it technically a little bit closer to Black Panther. So maybe they like the idea of someone going to a theater and seeing Black Panther on the marquee and also Avengers up there on the marquee. Hey, guess what? There's your T'Challa back-to-back movie uh, marathon. And, oh, maybe you watched Civil War before you showed up too, which you probably did because it's on Netflix. So, and you uh, should. Th- yeah, so that could be it too. And uh, Black Panther just made so much news raking in all that money for the, the movie and it was uh, very much deserved, but also Black Panther didn't have a whole lot to compete with, which worked out really well in his favor when it came uh, to dollar bills. Um, you know, there's no other big franchise trying to knock down Black Panther. I think Wrinkle in Time is coming out soon, but I, that looks well, kind of. I think a, Pacific a little iffy Rim might be one that yeah, could. Yeah, that's not until. Yeah, but that's not like until the end of the month. So basically, yeah. Black Panther has just had this open field to just go around and dig for gold, just basically uninterrupted. So uh, Infinity. War is not going to have that luxury coming out in the middle of the summer, so I think they want to front load this box office as much as possible, which is what these big blockbuster movies do. So this news helps, knowing that you can go see it worldwide at the same time. They're going to have like a big reveal possibly at the end, and this is just mm-hmm. all just swelling. They just want to inflate that opening weekend, and the I think the funniest part about this whole situation is um, the, the what I wanted to see when this movie moved was, oh, what does Avengers have to compete with, you know? It really can compete against anything, but I don't think I'm thinking they move this movie back a week. It must be a pretty empty weekend beforehand. So if you go look at the old release date, which was uh, what was it May fourth, yep. uh, nothing else was coming out that week. Avengers is such a big heavy hitter that once Marvel announced that date and said, "Hey, Infinity War is coming out this day," no other studio even touched it. I think there's like one limited release movie that was stuck in that weekend, but you know they probably weren't even thinking about the Venn diagram of the same audiences there. So, but moving it back a week puts Infinity War in line with seven other movies that are coming out. Now, like, five of them are limited release movies, but two of them are, like, uh, wide release, you know, normal, like, uh, Hollywood studio movies. And I could only think when they were picking their release date, it was just like, oh, let's pick April 27th because it's a week before Avengers. I'm sure we'll be safe there. Oh, my God, they couldn't be so wrong. I think the the biggest movie is a movie called I Feel Pretty coming out from Amy Schumer. I know Amy Schumer has a lot of mixed uh, reception out there with people. Some people like her. Some people hate her. Uh, but I saw the trailer for the movie in front, in front of Black Panther, which is the only reason I know about this film. But it seems to have kind of like a shallow Hal-esque plot to it. But Amy Schumer thinks she's pretty and some i don't know it's it's weird so uh rest in peace amy schumer your movie's about to get destroyed by probably one of the biggest box office earners of the year um i don't know if yeah i don't know if infinite like i i honestly don't know if infinity war is going to to top uh black panther but i think it's definitely going to be like top five for sure opening weekend for marvel there, there are two things to this. First off, I didn't see any... Like, Mike showed me the list of movies coming out. I didn't even hear mm-hmm. those movies, so I don't think they stood a chance regardless. <laughs> They're just getting their graves definitively d- uh, dug for them. Um, but also, you mentioned Deadpool. Deadpool's interesting because, yes, it will be a large movie, but it's very much rated R. And while, you know, we know... 
parents will take their kids to see Deadpool, um, you know, if they're over a certain age. I think you're going to limit a lot of ticket sales, but Han Solo is definitely the week after that. Mm-hmm. And while we are very much in a state of un- undecidedness on Han Solo, <laughs> yeah. Star Wars will bring in money, whether it's n- the, the best money you'll ever see, probably not. But I definitely think we're going to see some Star Wars money come in at the end of March or May as well. So giving that extra week off even Deadpool and Star Wars money is smart. I mean, it, it's just smart. So they're not eating into the Disney's not eating into their own profits at the end of the week. Yeah, I think the question that I would have if I could kind of like be a fly on the wall at Disney, I would just want to know how far in advance this was planned. You know, because you know they could have planned this way back at the beginning when they set the release date, and just like, who cares if we put these trailers that have May Fourth on them? Uh, we want this. Uh, we want this uh, news day when it came when it comes to moving our movie. I'm surprised it wasn't um, connected to a ticket release or a, mm-hmm. like a ticket release trailer. We were talking about this last week off the microphone. Um, I was guessing Thursday night or Friday for ticket releases to kind of uh, coalesce with this news. And I think you're still on the what, the Monday, Tuesday uh, um, yeah. feet? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I definitely think that they want to at least... If they put it out on a Thursday or Friday, they can't turn it around into the theaters that quick. And I think most of those ticket sales are always like on a Monday, Tuesday anyway. I've, I've experienced. so Because um, I think usually it was after like when we were re-watching or watching Game of Thrones the day behind, uh, we'd always buy movie tickets for the mm-hmm. upcoming summer. So... Yeah, it's, it's, I'm still thinking tickets are going to go on sale pretty soon. Um, and, and mostly because, you know, we were, we were talking about this, um, you know, release here. And I forget what I was going to say entirely, but um, merchandise is hitting sources. Like, this, this whole ramp up for Infinity War happened Friday and Saturday. Like, uh-huh. all, all, the, all the merchandise, the toys, the collectibles, the pop vinyls were street dated for March 3rd. And this event, I think, when it come up Thursday or Friday, that was when they announced it. So I think maybe Thursday. Uh-huh. Um, so this is all a huge push at the same time. Now, would they have known this? I don't know. I think they might have had to work on a couple countries agreeing to getting their release there on the same day to make that worldwide announcement. But who knows? Again, we don't know the, the logistics and the, the planning. But it's um, Infinity War. We are here, man. We are here. It is. It is around the corner. I mean... Short of what we got, Pacific Rim in theaters and Net, uh, Jessica Jones next week, mm-hmm. we're we're kind of um, that's really kind of what we're waiting for to kick off the summer. Heck yeah! But that also this release date has this is where I got most of the questions today. How are we going to update my countdown to Infinity War, Mike? That <laughs> we've been watching watching a movie every week. How am I going to update this to make room for this new week? Will I double down or what? So I think I found the best solution, Mike. Right. Because Black Panther will not be on home release the week before Infinity War. We're just going to have to jump from Thor Ragnarok right into um, Infinity War. Because we won't be able to get a copy legally of Black Panther to watch the week before. So, Well, I think that we're... And the ending of Ragnarok, I think, will dovetail into Infinity War well. Yeah, and I think um, Black Panther doesn't really affect Infinity War as a whole. You know, you don't need to watch it right up to the point. I mean, you, it's great that you have watched it, yes, but again, the it doesn't tie directly into Thanos or any of his army. Yeah, so. I I would think when people end up editing and revising their Marvel watch timeline, what's the best order to watch the movies? And I think people will recommend Black Panther right after Civil War watching anyway. Yeah, I I, I agree. That'd be great, or at least you know before Thor Ragnarok. 
I, oh. I think so as well. Uh, lastly, there's, um, again, with the ramp of all this, a new promo piece for Infinity War shows us the six Infinity Stones, Mike. And each of them, their color and their name. And I got to tell you, the most mysterious stone of all is the soul stone oh yeah i've been staring i've been i've had this uh image over for a couple minutes now i'm just like what does this have to do with iron man <laughs> so if you look at each of these stones each of these stones is associated with the characters that have first interacted with them in the marvel universe mm-hmm. um captain america had the space the tesseract in his movie power for guardians the aether for thor the dark world doctor strange had the time stone and the vision has the mind stone but the most interesting character is Tony Stark Iron Man has uh-huh. the soul stone on his little square here. What wild theories do <laughs> you or any of our listeners have of how Tony Stark ties into the soul stone of all the stones? Well, so uh, uh, two things come to mind. Uh, first of all, this seems to be some sort of... Um, I don't know if it's a leaked promo image. I don't know what the source of this image is, but we're, we're saying it's legit, right? Yes, uh, this came from a company that has been licensing Marvel, Marvel uh, prints. It's, it's always licensing stuff. It's always just some factory that's just like making like collectible cups or like some sort of tchotchke, and they gave them this information, not expecting it to uh, hit the internet. But but we have it now. So I would think so. I uh, attributing the last unknown gem to Iron Man. I don't know how it works in with his character uh, and his mythos, but it works just for uh, popularity-wise. He's like the one character that you don't have connected to a gym yet. And, I mean, uh, no knock on Robert Downey Jr., but I felt like I've seen Robert Downey Jr. age faster than any other character in the MCU right now. Like, every new time I see him on the screen, I was like, man, Tony, you're looking a little bit more ragged, looking a little bit more wrinkled. I mean, I'm sure he's going to age very elegantly, but I'm just thinking, uh, I don't know if uh, Tony's going to make it into Phase 4 unscathed. So maybe the Soul Stone is going to be some sort of sacrifice bid for him. Maybe he ends up saving the day, finally, making the sacrifice. I felt like Evans maybe could go a couple more movies. He's looking pretty good. He's looking pretty buff. So uh, I know this doesn't explain the Soul Stone, but it does kind of put more onus on to Tony's character prescribing a gem to him. Yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, I'm kind of breaking this down. Also, the uh, part two of the Avengers Infinity War prelude comic came out this week and kind of tying that information with this. It breaks down where all the gems are and, and how they got to where they were. The one gem they don't know in the comic book is the Soul Stone, but Wong is telling Strange that it is the most powerful of all the Infinity Stones as well. But it is not known where it is. But a picture that shows is out like in there's like there's three unknown planets in space, mm-hmm. which again it could come from a meteor to Earth. It may not be on Earth. There's a lot of theories and and again we don't know anything about this movie that's the beauty of it (laughs) i just hope the soul stone isn't some really bizarre holistic thing of just like tony the soul stone was in your heart the whole time you just had to believe and you could (laughs) find it like i like they're stones i need it to be a physical thing that you can just find it's it's gotta go (laughs) it's gotta go in the gauntlet it's gotta fit in there somehow yeah so i mean i could imagine some sort of scenario like i know like tony took his um chest piece out his arc reactor got removed 
but then I felt like, didn't we see something recently where he had it back in? So I don't know exactly how it gets back into his chest and what movie that's supposed to happen in. I don't know if it's a flashback or what, but I could imagine a really cool scenario where you shove an infinity gem into an arc reactor. That would be cool. I don't know what would happen there, but uh, maybe that's how kind of an Iron Man suit gets integrated into this uh, madness. But it is kind of nice having one gem out there that we don't know about. So mm-hmm. I, I would assume uh, in April 27th, we'll figure it out. Exactly. Or I, again, I think the soul stone is the whole point of the last movie. Um, I think you got to have that MacGuffin for Avengers four. Uh-huh. And, I'm, and I'm hoping that's what it is. And we'll know more then. But if you guys, if our listeners have any crazy conspiracy theories or ideas on the soul stone and Iron Man, you let us know. Cause I want to know, I gotta, I gotta hear some ideas. Like I gotta, uh-huh. gotta piece that together. Uh, this piece, this next bit of news, I read uh, online, but your wife actually texted me specifically this bit of news, Mike, <laughs> because for Guardians of the Galaxy, which is the movie I'm watching this week for the Countdown to Infinity, um, James Gunn has confirmed the original Groot is dead. His sacrifice <laughs> in Guardians of the Galaxy was, in fact, killing the original Groot, and baby Groot is his quote-unquote son in <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, no. I mean, does it really matter? It seems like the characters um, in Guardians have never really mourned the loss of Groot um, because they've always like, oh, we can just grow him back. Um, now, is this isn't exactly what happens in the comic books, right? He like he can just be regrown. It's the same Groot. Um, it's it's debatable. I mean, <laughs> the original Groot. Like, there's a whole planet of Groots. Yeah. And there's like the original Groot was called King Groot and he was like a creature from planet x and the comic books has it even more convoluted (laughs) than what we've seen here so i mean i just think again this is like uh, smart because the sacrifice of the original Groot isn't lost from the original guardians of the galaxy you know what i'm saying like we can't just get the exact one back we have to get a new one and like train him and grow him back but like it's not the same when he's not just coming back. Oh yeah, I remember all the stuff I did before. Yeah, it kind of it, yeah it makes also uh, the sacrifice harder to pull off the next time because you know when when Groot this new Groot ends up growing up into an adult again, we've obviously seen the time lapse. It takes a while for Groot for a Groot to be fully grown. So when you get this big, massive, hulking, uh, wooden tank walking around with you, you want to keep him around. You just can't throw him in front of, like, a cannon and just be like, oh, don't worry, he'll grow back in a couple years. Like, no, it's like, it'll be a new Groot, and it takes a while. But I thought it was funny because uh, when my wife saw the news, she was like, did you know this? And I was just like, no, I didn't. And she was just like, oh, does you I'm, You got to tell Chris. And I was just like, Chris already knows all this stuff before I even think about it. So I was just like, you should text him. I'm just curious because I'm sure he probably already knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of what they've always alluded to beforehand. But, I mean, it was very very much distinguished. Like, this is the answer over this week on, on Twitter. I, which I like James Gunn. James Gunn's always on answering his fans and questions and, like, he, he gives us confirmation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe more than in probably any other director right now. Yeah, so, and we need that. <laughs> yeah, we need that. Uh, Captain Marvel is around the corner. It starts filming this month, and we've got some casting announcements here. The actress mm-hmm. Gemma Chan from the show Humans, I don't know what it is, but has been added to the cast as Min-Era, a.k.a. Dr. Minerva. They're really creative on their names in, in Marvel <laughs> comic books. But she was a Kree villain who gained similar powers to Captain Marvel in the comic books. So I think Mm. we're going to see a uh, woman v. woman fight be the the ultimate boss battle in in Captain Marvel. 
rather than you know kind of like how you know if they have women they always have like a man they have to fight and bring down like wonder woman so uh-huh. um i would like to see a strong female villain and a strong female lead you know kind of punch each other yeah cat fight that's a cat fight right <laughs> no punching each other like this it goes beyond gender i was thinking about this in the car the other day i heard some uh, movie critics on the radio talking about how like oh people only want to go to the movies to see like big explosions 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 and it's just like i pretty much glaze over every explosion i ever see in a movie just because they always look exactly the same uh, no one ever gets hurt by them you never really see somebody vaporized by an explosion or they just um come out of it alive just with some soot on their face explosions hold no weight to me whatsoever your whole movie can be explosions from beginning to end and cost like um 400 billion dollars and i'm not going to be entertained the um, unless it's the, specific ram for mine yeah and then the yeah the big the like the big dumb stupid like uh action stuff that i like in movies is people getting punched i feel like a good solid punch on on a movie screen is just way more satisfying so um captain marvel i just want you punching everything in your path in your movie. Well, so far that's what the concept art shows, so I think you're pleasantly <laughs> surprised. Yeah. In another move, Marvel didn't only move Avengers Infinity War up, they gave us the release dates for six more Marvel movies. <laughs> like, we are now... Yes, they did. Marvel has the longest release date chain to date, but the sad part is we have no movies for these untitled films yet. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about Marvel knows whenever they book a slot, nobody's going to get near them, right? Mm-hmm. Now that now now it's unclear. They could move any of these. <laughs> but Marvel has banked out May, the first Friday in May for the next what, four years? So they mm-hmm. have May seventh, twenty twenty one, May sixth, twenty twenty two, and I think that's it. I think they have also twenty nine twenty twenty, so and it looks like they're they're sticking to three movies a year for um for 2021 and 2022. That's right. So we have May of 2021, July of 2021, and November of 2021, which mimics this this summer actually. So it's the same as this year. Uh, and then they're moving again to to match kind of our 2019 for February, May, and July movie, which they've got these like I don't know why they don't keep it the same, but it's, it's interesting that it can alternating years on the release dates, except for May. Mm-hmm. So this this doesn't include um. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and Spider-Man 2, correct? As far as I know, uh, that is correct because um, right now I believe Spider-Man 2 will be 2019 Uh and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be May of uh, 2020. So that is not one of these dates. Yeah, I'm curious if one of these dates is going to be Black Panther 2 because I would assume Black Panther 2 is being fast-tracked beyond no other. With the critical and box office success that it saw, I'm sure that they've got like everything going in the high gear. I would actually be curious if maybe we could see another Black Panther in 2020, you know, before these announced dates. Um, If not, 2021 might be a good uh, time for it. So uh, uh, I'm just curious if any of these dates are X Men or Fantastic Four. That's all I care about. You know, we're, you know, maybe we'll see a Doctor Strange 2, maybe we'll see a conclusion to kind of the Ant Man trilogy. Uh, I'm maybe thinking one, women, maybe, of, women of Marvel movie. Oh yeah, like one of A-Force. them might be one of them might be like yeah, the Black Widow, um, something like that. Yeah. So well, on that note, I mean, this is gonna break Mike's heart here, but the Mulan live action movie was moved from 
from this year, November of 2018, to March of 2020. Wow. So you have to wait like a Mul- little longer <laughs> to to be a man or whatever that song is. I feel like a Mulan live action is the only Disney live action that I really want to see, uh, just because uh, they'd have badass like sword fights and like Chinese fireworks and uh, talking dragon. I want to see a talking dragon. So well, I tell you, the the thing I'm missing <laughs> out here is probably some actual Szechuan sauce because <laughs> it came back out McDonald's uh, in in vast quantities. So whoever <laughs> traded a car for one like you know four months ago you're an idiot uh, <laughs> do you have you tried it yet mike i haven't had a chance to try it but i felt like the way you didn't describe it very hotly and also i've been this weird scenario where um mcdonald's recently just did a co-branded three episode podcast series to explain to explain what happened with the Szechuan sauce madness, and it was called The Sauce. But it's really weird to listen to because it's all run through the filter of McDonald's PR. So, yeah, they do admit some mistakes in the podcast of, like, you know, not being able to supply, but at the same time, they're almost kind of just like, oh, I guess we couldn't help that it was going to be so popular. (laughs) We just, there's nothing that we could do. It was just such a good promotion. We feel so bad. So it's just, uh, it's just weird, but no, I haven't tried it yet, but um, I've been meaning to try to get, maybe I'll get some nuggets today. We, maybe we, I'll give it a shot. We don't normally go, but I had to go. I had to go this <laughs> week and it was probably like the worst McDonald's experience ever. I waited outside of it 20 minutes. They make you pull forward and like, okay, it'll be done in a couple minutes. Pull forward. Uh-huh. I waited like 20 minutes. And then, oh my God. And I was like, all I wanted was some nuggets and some sauce here. So they brought it out and they're like, I'm like, what about the sauce? Like, well, like oh I didn't bring any out I'm like well you need to go back and get it because <laughs> I only came here to try this godforsaken <laughs> and uh, I got it and honestly it's um, soy sauce with honey like that's really, <laughs> if you like soy sauce you're gonna love it it'd be good it'd be a great salad dressing if I was to be honest, like an oriental salad <laughs> so other than that don't don't break the bank getting to the, your Szechuan sauce all right all right does your mcdonald's have touch screens on the inside our mcdonald's has it, like touch screens it's, it's in cool. uh, the interior is actually under renovation here you can't go inside uh, uh they're Maybe they're getting them then. I highly recommend it. It's fun using their touchscreen. You can see everything on the menu and just do, a no pressure sales situation. Do they do they deliver with you there? Because the Uber is teamed up with some of them and aren't. Our I would city. I would think so because I know um, there's some sort of partnership with a Taco Bell that that delivers. So okay. and there's apps out here called like Postmates where you can just have literally anything delivered. Yeah. They'll go to like Home Depot for you and pick out a radial saw. And you just got to pay them. <laughs> you sound like you sound like you've done this before exactly that scenario so well uh, you know when you need a radio saw you need it now especially if you're too drunk to drive you know exactly that's when you (laughs) want to get all the stuff from home depot so uh in other news this week mike this might be i doubt this is one of your movies on your on on the marvel movie release but fox has announced (laughs) a silver surfer movie is in the works uh at fox written by brian k vaughn of comic book fame most recently the runaways became a tv show uh, mm-hmm. If you haven't watched, that's really good. And this is, ironically, I guess, or coincidentally, the second movie to be written by a comic book author announced this month alone. Uh, mixed, Fox. mixed feelings. I like Brian. I like Brian K. Vaughn. I haven't read uh, Runaways, but I've read his um, kind of indie comic uh, series saga, which is really good, really fun, very cosmic. Very cosmic, so um, I don't know if that would uh, lend itself to Silver Surfer. You know, depending on how quickly Silver Surfer makes it to Earth and then it's not cosmic anymore, I'm not sure. But I felt like I feel like Silver Surfer is too much of a key cosmic character to kind of be 
wasted on a Fox universe that's not going to be around for very much longer. Um, Silver Surfer would be a great way to introduce the next big bad bad in the MCU, Galactus, or a great way, a great a great character for the Guardians to like bump into. Silver Surfer is just so uh, weird and bizarre, and I think he just he drops so perfectly into the into the Guardians universe. Like I don't want him just like wasted uh, in just like a, a one off movie. So I guess if this gets Brian K. Vaughn some work, he gets to write a quick screenplay, uh, cash out. But I don't I don't think this movie movie gets made unless it's under the mcu well we're gonna we're gonna talk about this a little later we got a lot of fox news actually here <laughs> in a row um but i think it'd be interesting if brian you mentioned um brian k vaughn guardians of the galaxy is big on music right mm-hmm. i think the uh, artist is it joe satriani did a, a an album called riding with the surfer um mm-hmm. which is a, has silver surfer on the cover but it's a rock album from like the 70s or 80s which if that's the case maybe tie that into guardians if silver surfer meets him a little bit but like how how are you on the album of this cover and he's like well i visited earth before kind of thing <laughs> i don't yeah, know that... it's really weird mm-hmm. so uh new mutants news i know it's got pushed back to next uh i guess next year mm-hmm. um but reshoots are adding a new character and they're gonna up the horror factor uh, apparently to play into this while they're kind of waiting to release the movie so yeah we don't know who yeah. the character is going to be, but they, they're adding another character in here. Yeah, it's weird. How do you add another character to a movie with uh, basically an ensemble cast? Like, uh, I feel like you would have to reshoot the entire film. So it maybe this be, was a... It could be a villain. Maybe. Like, I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's got to be something that's detached from the from the protagonists throughout the movie because mm-hmm. how, how do you just easily slot something in there? Funny thing is, last time we talked about New Mutants, we thought that they were moving it back a year uh, to just kind of uh, give it some space and uh, let it breathe and uh, release it in a month without um, a whole lot of competition. Uh, but apparently, maybe they're moving it because it needed reshoots and it just wasn't ready yet. So uh, I guess maybe we'll have to revise our opinions on well, the New see, Mutants. I still think it's okay. I think if you just let it sit for 10 months, it'll, it won't age because when you filmed it, it was a whole different world. Then I mean, you may have like had different sensibilities about the movie. So if they're at least touching up on it and like making it better over time, I feel more confident than if they just let it sit for a year. Cause I, I mean, think that would be I worse. Th- I think this is a stretch, but maybe it could be a little bit of Maisie Williams synergy because there's no Game of Thrones this year. Mm-hmm. The last season of Game of Thrones comes out next year uh, along the side of New Mutants. I'm sure that they would love to put Maisie Williams' face all over the poster, uh, maybe even possibly right next to an HBO Game of Thrones billboard poster. So and I, I think maybe that's just unintended kind of like uh, consequences going well, in their direction. You, you've but, got another thing here. Anya Taylor-Joy, who plays Magic, will be in the um, uh, Mr. Was it Mr. Glass movie coming out in that time frame oh, as well. Maybe. So, uh, which is the third movie in the M. Night Shyamalan and Ding Dong uh, <laughs> trilogy there. So... Uh, I, there could be a lot of synergy going on, actually, with a bunch of those actors. And Stranger Things, Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things will be out that in that time frame as well. So, Well, Chris, if we say the word synergy one more time, we're going to have to ha- have like a conference call and call in our assistants because this seems too corporate. Well, I, I, honestly, <laughs> it's just it's just our synergy between us, Mike. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. my God. Buy, right. sell, stocks, All right. bonds. All right. <laughs> We talk about Deadpool 2 coming out in May, and we're excited for that. But X-Force, I think, will be Deadpool 3 uh, unofficially. Or mm-hmm. it'll probably be Deadpool uh, X-Force, Deadpool 3 X-Force. But they are supposed to start shooting this movie in November. They are on a 100-mile-per-hour 100 per, 100 
track to get this movie done before any Disney deal kind of goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, because anything in place, I think, before they uh, the deal started, I think, is still going to get made. So they're going to shoot in November. Drew Goddard will direct the movie, and has he also wrote the script. Uh, so that's, I think that's cool. I mean, he's, he's done some good work. I think he worked on, what, Daredevil Season 1 a little bit before uh-huh. before he left. So, uh-huh. um, And Ryan Reynolds and Josh Brolin will star in the film as well, reprising the roles as Deadpool and Cable. <laughs> So, so I, I have a I have a very important question that I can't believe we have not talked about yet. Is the title for Deadpool two the untitled Deadpool sequel, or is no. that just they don't know the title of the movie yet? The, so I saw a picture of a, an official standee this week, and it says Deadpool and the number two. Okay, well, because I'm really curious because I, when I was looking up the Avengers uh, being moved a week back and I was looking at those movie releases, I was like, oh yeah, Deadpool is, hasn't been officially titled yet, so I don't know why they're waiting to call it Deadpool 2 if it's official, or um, because uh, when you say Deadpool X-Force um, as a subtitle, it's like, oh, we haven't seen subtitles yet, what are they doing with the next Deadpool? Maybe it's too. I guess we'll have to see what happens. But there's a lot of fo- there's a lot of posturing from Fox right now. They're just trying to be like, hey, guess what? We're still big bad boys before you take us down, Disney. It feels very strange. Well, it's also I think Deadpool doesn't lend itself to giving everything away right away either. Like it's like, well, we will call it whatever we feel like in the moment, kind of. Thing. I would ass- I would assume it's a lot of um, it's a lot of producers and higher ups that feel like their jobs are not very safe. You know, that's that's what happens when two studios merge. A lot of redundancies get cut. So there's probably a lot of there's a lot of uh, heads out there that are like, uh, I need to cash in on this X Men as much as possible before I don't get any back-ins anymore off these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that as well. But, I mean, in, I know you're really going to love the next movie we're talking about here because people are going to be cashing in on this. Gambit, while it's still looking for a director, the latest draft of the screenplay will be delivered this month in March. So <laughs> Okay. Who uh, cares? <laughs> the problem is the movie has been greenlit and already budgeted, so I still think we're going to see it. I think those are... If it wasn't budgeted, we wouldn't see it. But it's already been budgeted, and I'm like, ah, oh, they got to do it. Like they got to. Oh, someone, someone's gonna pull the trigger, and it's probably gonna be much worse than we ever thought it would be. So <laughs> uh, maybe one, maybe one day we'll see this movie. I haven't seen Channing Tatum in a minute, so maybe he's down in New Orleans learning his accent. And getting, yeah, getting to talk. Yeah, like. he's getting some vocal lessons, possibly. It's true. And lastly, uh, on the Fox front, the Doom movie, Doctor Doom, is mm-hmm. uh, from Noah Hawley, who's doing Legion, is still in development. And this kind of ties into the, the bigger aspect here, what we kind of said at the beginning, is that at Fox Studios, is business as usual because in case this merger is blocked or doesn't go through, there are no delays or loss of operations and, and, and like money in the future. Mm-hmm. Because there could, anything could go wrong. We, we want to assume it's a big thing. In our nerd minds, it's like, yes, the characters are coming home. But, you know, we're, we don't know the... like We're not privy to the details of all this. Or I'm not legally... like Anything I say is not legally binding at all about this deal. So if they stop making movies and stop saying we're producing these, I think they would... like, And it didn't go through. They'd lose all that money and then it'd just be in a worse scenario. Someone could buy them for cheaper next year. 
Yeah, well, well, I guess if for some reason, if these movies just uh, crank out at full speed until the very last second until Disney buys them, at least once all of the Marvel character rights go back to Marvel where they belong and they have them all nice and nestled, they don't have to crank out these movies every like three or four years to keep the rights to X-Men or these or these characters anymore. So they can just like uh, be nice and nestled and just stow them for like a rainy day. You know, maybe we'll Sell have all of these X-Men. Yeah, maybe we'll have all these X-Men movies and we're not going to see another X-Men movie afterwards for like five or six years because they can wait. Um, I'm curious what's happening with Fantastic Four, because if they say it's a business as usual, I would imagine a Fantastic Four movie is going to need to be in development soon or they risk losing the rights to Fantastic Four whether or not that gets sold to Disney or not. So uh, it's going to be a weird scenario if that happens. Like if this deal takes longer to make and it's just like, shit, we got to make a Fantastic Four movie. But as history has shown, Fox knows how to make a Fantastic Four movie and not release it and still keep the rights. So maybe they'll do that again. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, again, I don't think that was that was Fox, but I know what you're saying. But I think maybe they could be like, oh, well, the Fantastic Four in our silver surfer movie or they're in our doctor doom movie. oh yeah i guess but i think to me like they have brian k vaughn and michael brian michael bendis to write these two movies they they, supposedly the kitty pride and the silver surfer they're not screenwriters so i don't think they're getting paid screenwriter money so i think they're trying to alleviate costs on getting the scripts done while still getting a script done be like, hey, just write us up a treatment. Don't make it anything special. Just say you're doing it, kind of thing. <laughs> because a, a screen, a script from a comic book writer, I don't think will hold up very well compared to a normal screenwriter. You know what I'm saying? As yeah, much as I mean, there's some I, overlap, but I don't think it's par for par. Yeah, we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. There's uh, so many questions when it comes to Fox. That's for sure. Yeah, and I think we we've got a, another another year, year and a half to go. So, knock on wood. Did you know Shield came back this week, Mike? This week? Oh, I, yeah, I saw that. I think Hulu uh, was like reminding me, like, "Hey, watch this episode." Well, I was very um, misled to think that this was the 100th episode of Shield, but that's next week. So next mm. Friday is the 100th episode, and I think they're gonna not pull out any stops for us, Mike. So I'm gonna, gonna have to catch up and see that. But the um, producers of Shield, Jed Whedon and Marissa Tankeron, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Say that the the series is preparing for cancellation at the end of season five. They don't know if they have renewals. That's not for like another month or two. But they're like, if this is the last one, we're going to write a script where this wraps it all up. And we can make tweaks at the last second if we get renewed for season six. But just in case, we want to have an ending in place and not leave anyone hanging. That's kind of nice. I feel like if, if this is their last season, I feel like they're going out on top. It's been a fun. It's been a fun ride so far. So uh, you know, if this is it for Agents of Shield, I'm okay with it. And oh man, I'd love to see Coulson come back in the MCU. Um, just because it'd be weird. <laughs> I, th- I think they'll just kill him off again in Shield. Like, <laughs> and, stay dead this time. Yeah, bring him back on another show, maybe. Like, get a, get one of those Disney streaming services show. Adventures of Coulson. <laughs> Coulson's fa- uh, no, Coulson on Tahiti. That's what we'll do. We'll get him another Tahiti Island. So. <laughs> So that's that's coming up. Uh, Shield. It was it was interesting to watch uh, this weekend. So I'm really excited to see episode 100. Wanna wanna get excited? Uh, there's a cloak and dagger preview, Mike. Uh, I don't know if you've watched this or not, but it was um, it's, it's like a minute long preview, but it shows both the cloak and dagger characters on the left and right side of the screen. 
while they're um, like going through essentially the same parts of the city, but in different aspects of life. Like uh, Dagger, she look, looks like she's street smart and has to steal stuff, and then uh, Cloak is just kind of dealing with some other stuff that he was going through. So um, I'm, I'm interested to see where the show goes. It's looking better with this preview than the, the one before that was just like a what a minute or two of the show's yeah. clips where we didn't see yeah. anything. So. Uh, this this definitely definitely uh, got me a little more hyped for the show coming out in freeform later this later this year. Hyped for freeform, not something I would expect you to say. <laughs> one of one of my sh- one of my shows I like watching right now called Alone Together is on freeform every Wednesday. Mm, well, there you go. This is from a couple of comedians. The Lonely Island guys are the producers. So oh, all right. Actually, it's it's it's, it's very interesting. Jessica Jones is next week, Mike. We are here. We are on the precipice of Jessica Jones season two. Um, I, are you excited for this? Uh, it's weird. I'm not exactly hyped because uh, it's kind of hard to, to put together an exciting Netflix trailer for Jessica Jones just because it's filled with a lot of intrigue and investigation. And, you know, you can only show her punching like so many things or kicking down so many doors before you've seen the same shot uh, twice. A lot of empty bottles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it, but I wouldn't say, like, the hi- the hype train is uh, going off the track. So uh, Jessica Jones is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a slow burn type of show. You really got to get into it, watch it all. So I'm definitely going to binge it. Uh, we're going to talk about it, our initial impressions of the show next week. Uh, but uh, we're busy men with busy lives. We will watch all 13 episodes and do a spoiler cast, but it'll just be one week later. So no, no, uh, no official review and spoiler cast for Jessica Jones next week it'll be the week after it'll also give all of you out there a chance to sit down and watch it too because if you got family if you got kids you got stuff to do the weekend's the only time that you can go out and mow your lawn or something uh you're not going to be able to binge all of jessica jones so we'll give you a little bit more time than you can join us on our uh, spoiler cast and a week after the premiere yeah i'm I'm really excited about this This, i know uh, again the thing about netflix shows that we don't know very much about them and they they keep them that way i think the last preview for this showed re-showed footage from season one even uh so i'm like they're not really giving us a whole lot on this show so uh really excited to revisit jessica jones it's one of my favorite shows on on netflix so far uh from that so really excited to dive that back in i think my wife is i think she'll probably watch it all before i do so uh really really scared to to hear what she if she ruins it or not for me (laughs) you ever watch the rocketeer when you were younger Man, it's been so long since I've seen it, but uh, it seems to be something that nerds really love to uh, to obsess about. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you know, it it's been so long since I've seen it, but it's been so obsessed over. I know exactly what the Rocketeer looks like, the costume from head to toe, the cosplays are really cool at conventions. Uh, I know he's got like a rocket pack, which I always love jetpacks. Those those things are really cool. Uh, any any uh, multiplayer online game I'm ever playing, I'm just like if there's a jetpack available. I'm slapping it on and flying around like a jackass. So uh, I'm familiar with the Rocketeer, okay. basically. <laughs> so uh, interesting uh, point here. Uh, the, the Joe Johnson directed Captain America, the first Avenger, uh, directed the Rocketeer movie back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But he's also the creator of Boba Fett for uh, Star Wars. He created the design and look for Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Bo- Boba, Boba Fett. Where? Where? Yeah, I get what you're going with this. But so um, there, there's a little little fun thing here. But the Rocketeer is being rebooted as a Disney Junior cartoon, Mike. Um, a 10 to uh, 11 minute episodes, twice twice a half hour, and we'll have a young girl superhero perspective, which is kind of lines up with the reboot of the movie they were talking about doing. So they may they uh-huh. may have 
we don't know if the movie's still happening or not, but um, they're at least moving over to that in the the animated series for Disney Junior. Yeah. So something, I mean, uh, Disney Junior. That's a step below like Disney XD for age range. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Yeah, you start them off on Disney Junior, and then they go to XD. Yeah, then you get them hooked, and then they're on the MCU. But so yeah, something tells me that we're not going to be watching this show, but it's because it's just not for us. So if you got kids out there, I was just talking about those crazy kids that keep you from binging Jessica Jones. Just throw them in front of Disney. Disney Junior. <laughs> Give him some headphones, let him watch Rocketeer while you watch your Jessica Jones on your on your tablet behind him. And there you go. Deadpool, the animated series, Mike, not mm-hmm. the movie. FX could have an animated preview for the show on March 15th of this year because that's when FX is doing their upfronts for the advertisers. Mm-hmm. That would be good. I mean, you want to capitalize on the popularity of the next movie coming out. Yep. So, uh, hey, advertisers, you want to be in front of this Deadpool cartoon because the movie's about to make a bajillion dollars, so they're going to be watching our cartoon. So, also, what's fun about this news is the upfronts are usually not in March, but because of the Disney purchase, FX and FXX will go to Disney as part of the new purchasing transaction Mm -hmm. so they're moving it up front to get a lot of advertisers in early so they can show their worth probably later when the disney transaction goes through all right um i like i like watching fx and fxx actually they have some really good movies and shows i like to watch so uh, i really hope they don't go away did you see wreck it ralph 2 ralph breaks the internet trailer this week mike yeah i saw it um mixed opinions on it Uh, i love the first wreck it ralph uh, I get this weird kind of emoji movie vibe at the first half of this trailer because it's just like, oh, like I'm seeing like the same like kind of internet jokes I've seen uh, done before, like especially when Ralph is kind of walking through the lobby and people are just like, oh, uh, there's actually like anthropomorphized pop-ups. And it's just like, I saw that in like an episode of Futurama, like back in the 2000s. So that's not exactly new to me. But then, you know, there is a pretty good bit at the end with uh, with that exploding rabbit. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. So, <laughs> I've got to be honest. I've never seen Wreck-It Ralph 1. I actually uh-huh. own it on digital, but I've never watched it. I just never sat down to do it. It's nothing personal, uh-huh. nothing of vendetta. And I was like, okay, I get this. This is like, oh, they're plugging in the internet. They're doing the Tron thing, walking around. Hey, this is what the internet looks like if it was a city. And then they did the rabbit thing. And I laughed out loud. I have to admit, <laughs> I literally lolled right here mike about the exploding bunny when the girl screamed and i was like okay all right maybe maybe this could be good so uh, hopefully <laughs> yeah we're just seeing a quick intro and that's like hey that's what they do at the beginning and they get into it a lot quicker than yeah than we're i've heard i we've heard from like i think it was d23 last year that there's supposed to be like some disney princesses that like make a cameo in the movie too so I, I feel like this would be um disney doing the emoji movie right i'm not saying the emoji movie ever should have been made but maybe the concept uh very vaguely wasn't flawed but maybe making emojis characters and uh just producing it out of what, did, did sony animation make the emoji movie yeah yeah uh yeah sony did yeah, I think it's safe to say that Sony um, um, animation just does not quite hit the quality that uh, Disney Disney does. So. If that makes you feel any better, the Razzies announced their winners last night, Mike. The Emoji Movie swept the award <laughs> with Worst Picture. It also swept with Worst Director, Worst Screenplay, and Worst Screen Combo of any two obnoxious emojis. Oh, my gosh. So uh, <laughs> that one just, just came across and took it out. Uh, worst actor actually went to Tom Cruise for The Mummy, which <laughs> that movie was pretty rough. No. 
so but that anyway, Ralph breaks the internet comes out November twenty first this year. Uh, so that gives us something to do, uh, and and before Aquaman, I guess. So there you go, just in time for Thanksgiving. I I need to go watch Wreck It Ralph. Gonna sit down and do it. I'll do it, Mike. Good. Solo the movie, the Han Solo movie, uh, coming out. The new poster pops up featuring the infamous duo of Han Solo and Chewie. Looks a little blurry, I think. Uh, I don't know about the quality. They may have made his face look a little more oriental, if I was going to be completely honest. <laughs> he just doesn't look like that in, in real life. I, <laughs> well, I mean, it is, uh, what is this, uh, 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 Chinese? It's a Japanese poster? I couldn't tell you, to be honest. I'm tr- yeah, I'm trying to look at the, the glyphs. It doesn't look Korean. I think... It's JP it's Japan. It's Star it, Wars yeah. dash JP down oh, here. Oh, is it JP? Right. All right. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about. So it's a Japanese poster. Um, I yeah. Just name Han an or- Solo J- and Chewbacca. There you go. <laughs> name a more iconic duo, Mike. I'll wait. Um, Peanut uh, butter and jelly. There we go. We won. Uh, pretzels and cheese. <laughs> okay, calm down. Okay, calm down. But also, funny, Donald Glover confirmed that Star Wars has scanned his face and body as an actor, and they now own the scans of him. Guess what? They're about to put you in a dancing game, Donald Glover. I hope yeah. you're okay with it. They're going to Tarkin him in a couple years and just, just throw him in a movie. They don't even need you anymore, Donald. We're sorry. They, they scanned you and got you out of there. So, yep. uh, But, yeah, that's, I don't know if that's cool or interesting. They have them. Uh, video games, I think, are interesting use for these, but... Um, we'll see. We'll see if they they're, abuse. They're just this gonna. Or not. They're just gonna put them on a body pillow. That's all they're gonna do. Oh, I, I would like. One. <laughs> I will take one. I will take two, please. <laughs> uh, Men in Black, the reboot or spinoff, is looking to get Chris Hemsworth in the lead role in the film, and I'd be okay with that. Yeah, he's a funny dude. Like the only thing I really liked about the female Ghostbusters movie um, was the drink. Uh, <laughs> the drink was delicious. Uh, Chris Hemsworth was funny in it. Um, he, uh, which is actually pretty good. I mean, like Kristen Wiig, she's. Uh, we're gonna be talking about her in a, here in a, in a second. But um, she was a, a pow- she's a comedy powerhouse, and uh, Chris Hemsworth uh, showed his comedy chops in Ragnarok definitely. So um, yeah. I, I'd like to see him mess around in a black tux. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to see him. And apparently this movie is a global adventure, Mike. So taking Chris Hensworth along with a – the three characters are described as a white male, a female of color, and an older man. So <laughs> this right. sounds like <laughs> Men in Black 2 in a nutshell, to be honest. But yeah. uh, they're on a global adventure. And seeing Chris Hensworth kind of maybe be goofy in this and deal with aliens, I'd, I'd watch it. I would really like to watch that. So uh-huh. uh, I'm on board. But you mentioned Kristen Wiig. And uh-huh. she apparently is in talks to join a superhero movie of her own, Wonder Woman 2. But she's going to be cast as the role of Cheetah, <laughs> if you will. Are you familiar with the character Cheetah? I'm, th- I'm familiar with Cheetah. You're basically looking like, it's almost like a human-Cheetah hybrid type of deal. But don't, but like, don't think kind of weird chimera of like walking on all fours, like cheetah that can talk. It's just kind of like an upright person that looks like the someone threw like a bit of like a cheetah DNA at him. So uh, I'm curious how this translate to, translates to the screen way more than the fact of who plays cheetah. Um, I think Kristen Wiig could do it. Um, she's done some dramatic stuff um, on smaller screens. Um, uh, I I think she could well, pull it off. I think she did like a she did a pretty straight role in um The Martian, so I think she could tackle the role. I'm just curious, how does Cheetah translate to the big screen? Like, what do you do? So, <laughs> do you put the Cheetah markers as like a tattoo, or you know? Yeah. So I mean, the thing is, I think uh, 
so in the in the comic books, uh, she's kind of more like a Tomb Raider. The character is, and then come across like a ritual artifact, a sacred artifact, and became got the powers of a cheetah, but not like Black Panther. Like again, she's got the tail, orange skin spots, but looks like a woman. Um, mm. But I think what's interesting here, you mentioned a straight role, a serious role, but Emma Stone was offered this role first and then passed on to go to Kristen Wiig, and I think they're not going to play it up as totally serious. Uh, Emma Stone and Kristen Wiig, both great actresses, can do serious stuff, but I think they might take it more of a tongue-in-cheek, kind of a snarky, sassy kind of role rather than um, a straight role. Yeah, I mean, possibly. I mean, that's what the Patty Jenkins kind of did with the first Wonder Woman. Like, the first Wonder Woman uh, did a very good job dealing with the serious time era of World War One and her just being a badass. But also, it kind of had that kind of Marvel-esque humor that we talk about, peppering it in with uh, Chris Pine. So, uh, yeah, I am kind of curious how this works with uh, Kristen Wiig. And I don't know, it just seems there's a whole lot to, there's a whole lot to think about here. Yeah, there, there definitely is, uh, and we're going to have to you know, kind of see what's going on with that. So, I don't know, Wonder Woman 2 is uh, in the works. I think we'll we'll probably hear more confirmations uh, sooner than later. Uh, the Batgirl movie we talked about last week uh, with Joss Whedon leaving, apparently DC has cooled on the idea of Batgirl after <laughs> Whedon's departure, but I think that's the wrong way to go. Um, honestly, after, uh, you know, we got Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman doing so well, these uh, strong female, I mean, even Black Panther, like w- like women were the like pretty much almost the lead characters in that movie. Don't shy away from Batgirl. Try to maybe just work it better than than Joss Whedon. Maybe just find re- someone else. Just reboot all of this garbage. It's not good. I don't want to watch it anymore. So, uh, just do Batgirl, but just do it under a better uh, do it under a better label. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to reboot it as much as we want to. They're they're too invested, but <laughs> Batgirl doesn't need to tie into anything kind of else though. So I think that's like the beauty of it kind of thing, like a, Yeah. Uh it could be it could be on its own. So we'll, I don't know, we'll have to see. Uh, I saw this news this week also about DC films. Um apparently uh DC's owned by Time Warner and, and Warner Brothers, I'm pretty sure. Uh but AT&T's been trying to buy Time Warner and they're having some issues with the government to see if it's a monopoly or not. But if the AT&T and Time Warner merger is blocked, apparently the company Time Warner will be broken up and sold separately, which includes the Warner Brothers division, the HBO division, and the Turner division. Um, so we may see Warner Brothers go to um, to be owned by somebody else. We may see some more direction change later if that happens, uh, or, or maybe not. I don't know. But I thought it was very interesting to know that they could just Warner Brothers could essentially be owned by another studio if they wanted to. Maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe even Disney. <laughs> I think Warner Brothers is still a, a powerhouse on its own, whether or not they're making good DC movies. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Warner Brothers, HBO, or Turner go up for sale. I would think Apple would buy them. Apple wants to jump into content. They're desperately trying to do that. Um, and the best way to do it is just to buy it. <laughs> so I, 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 would, I could see a big company like Apple doing that. Yeah, I mean that'd, that'd be interesting. Oh, um, or I mean I don't know who else, uh, who who another competitor for Disney is. Um, well, me and you, we'll just buy it. We'll just pull, we'll just pull together some paychecks. And we're just like we're just gonna yeah. buy Warner Brothers. I'll sell my pops <laughs> off to 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 fund this yeah. this Warner Brothers. Purchase. You know what that Batgirl movie really needs? Some Jon Snow. So we're just gonna make sure that we unite all of these monikers. Exactly. Throw Harry Potter in there, and we're sold. We're sold. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's right. Uh, Constantine, the TV show. Did you ever watch it? Uh, like one episode. (laughs) 
Okay. So uh, apparently um, they're taking the animated series with kind of like Vixen got one, and I believe somebody else from the Arrow universe got an animated show. Uh, Vixen debuted there, and then I forget who the other one was. Um, but Constantine is getting an animated series from the CW Seed, and it will debut on March 24th, later this month. Hey, there you go. And apparently they're 10 minute episodes instead of the standard three to four minute ones, like the Vixen one. So, um, people of Constantine, if you're a big fan, I think Matt Ryan is doing the whole thing. So, it's still yeah, going to be living on. That's pretty cool. It's nice to see a Constantine uh, kind of come back. He's an interesting character. Yeah. Yes. Uh the same man have you read the same in comic books? I have heard nonstop about how good it is, how good uh Neil Gaiman is. I have the first volume on my bookshelf and I just haven't read it yet and I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, so same man started in the eighties, written by Neil Gaiman, uh and in like ninety six the main one did, and there's been spin offs and one shots ever since. Uh even the show Lucifer on Fox is based on on the same main character. Uh, but he's apparently launching the Sandman universe, which will be four new books in the Sandman uh, series post the main series later this year, written by different authors. And, and, and maybe maybe he's writing them and drawn by somebody else. I don't know how he's handling it, but he's looking to expand the Sandman universe again uh, 20 years after it ended. So All uh, right. if you're into Sandman and you like it, my my friend Patrick, uh, listener of the show, he, he's into it. He was really excited for that. And uh, uh, if you want to start reading those, Mike, now's the chance to do it to get caught up for that. Get it, girl. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You ever read the Discworld books? No. <laughs> okay. So Discworld um, is a series of books written by Terry Pratchett. It's like kind of it pokes fun at um, uh, mythical, like you know, Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. And uh-huh. there was some bo- some movies that came out, and I can't remember what they were called. Uh, Man, I, if I can remember what they were called, I'd, I'd be great. But uh, Discworld this is like a... the this is like the superhero slate uh, book corner edition. <laughs> yeah, we're just getting that book news in at the very end. Yeah, so I believe. I mean, like, uh, Discworld has. I mean, I forget how many novels are actually in there, um, but I'm trying to figure out if if I could find where the movie movies were, uh, film and television, right here, because I watched one recently, and um, there was a movie called Hogfather. You remember? No, probably yeah, not. This that. is not ringing a bell. <laughs> Color of Magic. No. Okay. Well, this is this is not going very well at all. But there have been some, this, <laughs> there are dozens of books in this this series. There's there's literally forty one books in this Discworld series. You may remember because it has a, a world on the back of a floating turtle in space. That's okay. Uh, okay. You, you that that heard... image sounds familiar, and BBC Great. knows how to make good stuff. So they're this making might be a TV good, series. Good combo. Yeah. yeah. All right. And it's a six-part series, which I think BBC does well in miniseries because if it was American and they tried to do twenty-four episodes on like one book, we all just hate ourselves by the end of it. So <laughs> um, they're turning Discworld into a six-part TV series. So some of them, maybe not the whole thing. So check that out. And lastly, uh, I saw this news pop up yesterday. A movie called Past Midnight is being made. Uh, Rick Famuyiwa, who was originally signed on for The Flash and left, will direct this vigilante superhero film starring Keanu Reeves and produced by the Russo Brothers for Netflix. Woo! Man, Keanu Reeves and Russo Brothers in the same sentence. You don't even have to speak any more words. I am so down for it. I hope it's good. I hope it's awesome. Uh, some of these uh, Netflix original <laughs> Movies that have been dropping, I have not enjoyed. So I just hope this is badass balls to the wall. Keanu Reeves is awesome. So, uh, uh, yeah, 
I'm down for it. Yep. I think Netflix is the only bad word in that sentence. Rick Framingham did the movie Dope, and uh, <laughs> he's done a great thing. So Netflix, don't fuck it up. That's all we yeah. can say. All right, Mike, uh, it's the end of the show here. We made it through our notes. Uh, we've got some places to be, so go ahead and tell people where they can find you at so you can get on the road. All right, well, if people want to follow me, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you could read my webcomic at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to catch up with you, see what comic book convention that you're at at any given weekend, where can they follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. See my Smash Brothers video. that um, I didn't make the video, but I took the video while we were there. Uh, I'll post pictures of uh, stuff that you head over to Comic UI and you can vote uh, on superheroeslate.com slash vote or I'll, I'm going to post on Comic UI as well. Head over to YouTube, search the DNN, see the videos we do there. Mike, if people are listening to this for the first time and they want to hear more about what we do, where can they find us at? And vote on those movies this week. Vote, please. Yes, please visit SuperHeroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host a show and or look at our awesome show notes for the very episode that you're listening to. So if you want to see that promo piece of all of those uh, Soul Infinity Stones that we were talking about, we got the link up there. You know, if you want to see uh, that the poster that we couldn't discern what country it came from when it came to Han Solo, we got the link there too. You can make us look like idiots by knowing it as soon as you see it. But you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week. And you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can get merch uh, for Superhero Slate at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Um, if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. Drop us a comment. Drop us a like. We love all that stuff, and we read it all. And uh, we really love it. And uh, it gets us out of the bed in the morning, guys. We really like you guys. Um, and if you want to be a super super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week so uh yeah we did it we good did job it. chris we made it <laughs> all right so next week uh don't forget to watch jessica jones and we'll catch you guys then heck yeah all right goodbye everybody see you thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe i can't believe i made it anywhere creatively though because I was raised by two loving and supportive parents. Nothing squashes it. What? That's not a joke.